Nicola, Tony, I have a lot of frustration in my voice right now, but how are you? Oh, More man, I, I'm doing great, buddy. Uh, got back from the gym a little ago, while ago, had a delicious dinner. The New Year's resolutioners are gone, and I had a great weekend watching the Royal Rumble, and again, the champ is here. John Cena ties the nature boy, woo, Ric Flair as the 16-time world champion. That's huge news for you. So um, I'm gonna just I'm just for you. I got a song for you. What the thing that I don't get though is uh, Roman Reigns lost the title. No, Roman Reigns hasn't been champ in a while. No. Okay. Uh, who? The phenomenal AJ Styles had the. Title. Oh, okay. And he lost it to who? I didn't see him lose. I didn't see him. I didn't see anybody. Oh, that's because you can't see him. Exactly. I'll, so I, I'm I don't not even the, know what happened. I'm not the biggest Cena fan in the world. Like, I hate his character. I hate the good guy attitude. I'll give the guy so much credit in the world, though. The guy's a monster in the gym. He's dedicated. He's the hardest working guy in wrestling. The guy's granted, like, I think, like 600-something wishes in the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Like, he's uber charitable. I, I, like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of him, but I can respect the guy. We've talked about it on the podcast, man. You can't hate greatness. You got to at least respect it. I'll tell you who is pumped, though. My uh, my boss, uh, Vinny Mac, there, the the face that runs the place at uh, at, you know, at least at my branch. He's beyond excited for us. I mean, Cena's his boy. I don't think I've watched one match with Cena. Honestly, I think I got out of a wrestling game. I think uh, right at the end of Stone Cold's peak. Um, I think the last match I remember watching and truly enjoying was Hell in a Cell with the Undertaker and Mankind when he got flicked off the top of the uh, top of the cage onto the. You're talking about the King, table. King of the Ring, 1998 in June in the Ice Palace in uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's the last. That's like a, that's the last wrestling match I remember watching and being excited about. I'm sure there was one after that, honestly, but uh, but just as it sits right now, that's the one that definitely comes to mind uh, most. Yeah, I'm gonna pull you back in. I, once you eventually get to those documentaries that I gave you in the bat, maybe a month, month and a half ago, I'll, I'll pull you back in a little. Oh, definitely longer than that ago. That's for sure, because I think we've done ten of them. Uh, you've watched like three of my movies. I've watched um, zero. Yeah, about as many Super Bowls as uh, Tony Romo's won. Um, wow. Wow. What? Gee, the shot, man. Ouch. This week's Dallas Cowboys Diss was brought to you by Bill Kegel. Uh, so I'm happy to be able to do that for you. So, anyway, anything else about the Royal Rumble so we can talk about what we're here to talk about? Uh, no, I think the only other point I have is that, uh, thank God, Roman Reigns didn't win it. Anyone but you, Roman. At least Randy Orton took the Rumble match itself and will main event WrestleMania this year. Okay. All right. That's it for the wrestling talk. For um, now. So what we're into now, what we're going to talk about now is what everybody is here to listen to. Everybody's excited. This is the big day. My nipples have to be brought up for a third consecutive show. That's what we're all here to listen. Three out of no. four, but who's arguing semantics? 
You know what? I you know you know uh, uh, I, I hesitate to diss the good people of Buffalo because I did marry one of the good people of Buffalo, who very uh, ironically is studying grad school today. But uh, I did hear her. got her fitness yeah. on, got her schooling on. The wifey's killing it. Yeah, Tony, you're really attracted to my wife. I'm, <laughs> I'm starting to figure out. So um, listen, man, a... I've hit a bit of a cold spell. All right, I'm I'm becoming attractive to your gap tooth at this point. I understand. Uh, I think the uh, I think the great Nickelback have a song has a song for this called "It's Been a While." It's a... Well, I don't want to finish the rest of that, that because was this, terrible. This is a what? Well, and I like how you call them the great Nickelback. Even Canada <laughs> doesn't think they're great. <laughs> I don't think they're great either. They're about as great as my uh, ability to sing was. Listen, that's the one talent I wish I had. I'm kind of sort of scatterbrained here because I'm operating on just a few minutes of sleep. But uh, but yeah, I'm, I I I wish I could sing. I always I've always wished I could sing. So uh, what was I talking about before that? Oh, the uh, the big game. I don't. Are we are we allowed to talk or uh, say it by name, or do we have to call it something else? The big game if you will, or as I want to call it, the Stupid Bowl, perhaps? The Stupid Bowl? Why is it called the Stupid Bowl? I don't know. I just couldn't think of anything else. Call it, call it the Supper Bowl. I mean, I don't know. I just, I'm not sure, like, how that works. Like, if we call it its actual oh, name, can we get sued? I remember what I was going to bring up about the good people of Buffalo. Um, oh was, uh, I was listening to WGR, WGR. I literally cannot string together sentences when we do these shows. WGR, the Howard Simon Show. Somebody called in and said, uh, "Hey, I'm radio on your dial." This is WGR five fifty Buffalo. Um, so uh, they were they were talking about um, Marcel Darius getting into semantics, and I'm like, said that awful lot like semantics, not some antics. So they were confused. It was just mass confusion because this guy was like, "Yeah, Darius is out there getting into semantics." Dogs and I'm cats like, living together, mass hysteria. I love Ghostbusters. So uh, I was I was very confused by like what what he I, I thought he thinks I think that he thought some antics and semantics are the same thing. So that's that's Buffalo for you. Great chicken wings though, uh, not the sharpest people. They're not splitting the atom in Buffalo anytime soon. But well, boy, can they make a chicken wing? This is the same franchise that got uber excited when you hired the king of mediocrity rex ryan as your head coach which hey I found, did you i found out hear, today too they fired him after his second year in a five-year deal i guess he still makes 15 million from buffalo yeah but, did you oh, you already said to uh did you hear what he said about the organization i heard that he doesn't wish them luck he doesn't wish them good luck or bad luck he just doesn't wish them luck but he wishes the jets luck yeah but in uh you know rex ryan and all his um his class he handled himself with a lot of uh dignity uh, his quote was, and, uh, make sure you put an E next to this, uh, episode today. Fuck those guys. Oh, oh. All class, Rex Ryan. All class. Yeah. You and that decal on your freaking 1998 Ford, what, F-150, drive that shit off Niagara Falls and just stay <laughs> the hell away from Buffalo. We don't need your big ass here eating up stuff and your freaking below mediocrity career and your even worse brother and your Oh, I'm not gonna rip the man's uh, father. I think he's dead. I don't want to rip his father. Dude, it's Rex, actually Rex his father Ryan was a good gets coach. more money and chances than a mediocre NBA player. The dude is 65 and 68 all time as a coach. Are you kidding me? But dude, if another team gives him a shot, I, I oh god, just why? 
He's just beyond mediocre. He's not a good he's, coach. He needs to stay on television. He's going to be very good on television. I'm actually pumped. He's doing a cameo on uh, NFL Countdown on ESPN this Sunday. I think he'll be. I think he'll be really good as, as an analyst. He's got the so. charisma. He's got the bravado for it. It's a perfect oh, spot for him. Absolutely. He's very good on his feet. I mean, there, Rex the guy seems like a nice enough person, right? But this just, I don't like his shtick. His shtick is like, I'm an 80s. He's essentially a more joyful version of Bud Kilmer from Varsity Blues. Like, he's the old-timey football coach that just doesn't work anymore. Oh, God, so, I love that movie. I don't want your life. Um, all right, I'm done with the singing and the quoting of movies with terrible accents. So anyway, let's talk about the Super Bowl. Woo! The Super Bowl is. So, I have a pl- I have a case to plead. I have my I have my notes right here, Tony. Can you see the camera? Uh, no, it's blacked out, but I can hear you. That's fine. Oh, okay, that's let's fine. I, I I'll have a piece of paper that literally has a few things on it. So, all right, I have Atlanta winning. Um. And I'm taking the points, which is actually a little help for me. Now, isn't it weird? All the pundits, everybody's saying, oh, the Patriots are going to win. I hear nothing but the Patriots are going to win. But for whatever reason, the smartest people in sports, not on the field, are in Vegas. That set the line. Yep. The wise guys. They know Three points. Three points. Yeah. That's all it's moved. And I think the point spread moved a point. I think it went from 59 to 58. Atlanta's three, still still uh, three-point dogs, but I, that number is very bizarre. And when numbers seem weird, that's when you bet that number. Even if it's, you know, even if it's even if you don't believe it, it's better to go against the grain in betting because obviously, you know, percentage-wise, you win money. So what, um, what I'm thinking is I think Atlanta's going to win this game. I mean, not only based on the, the, Vegas, the Vegas line at – only being three points for a team that's been there, what the seventh time, right? Seventh time they've been there. This incarnation, yeah, yeah. With well, Brady yeah, yeah. and Belichick since Brady and Belichick, yep. right, right, right. So Atlanta has never been there. I don't know outside of Dwight Freeney if they have anybody on the roster. Well, quick, quick correction: Atlanta's been there, just not this incarnation with Matt Ryan. Oh, right. I meant a team as in currently. I don't care okay, about the organization yeah, yeah. or the name on the helmet. I'm talking about the team. Yeah, I think okay. the only player on the team that's been there is Dwight Freeney. And uh, which I just found out like a couple weeks ago that he was still on still in the NFL and on the Falcons. That's and I watched the NFL and I follow the NFL closely. I did not realize that guy was still on a roster. But uh, big ups to him, man. It's a Cuse alum. We're we're you and I are both big fans of Freeney. Yeah. So I love the guy. Cuse is in the house. Right. That being said, man. Uh, so here's my reasons. This is what I've read. The Patriots' plan is they're going to put Logan Ryan on. Mohamed Sanu, they played against each other in college. Uh, so they're supposed to negate each other out. They know each other really well, whatever. And then they're going to put Malcolm Butler on Tyler Gabriel, completely take him out of the game, which is definitely a a mismatch uh, in favor of in favor of New England. So what they're going to do is what basically the Philadelphia Eagles did to Odell Beckham and what teams do to kind of stifle these elite receivers. You know, because elite receivers almost never – make it this far into into the playoffs almost never like once who's the best receiver you know outside of julio jones that is that has played in a super bowl randy uh, moss to but they sort of needed special teams to to get him there yeah so what they're going to do with julio my guess is they're going to double him and just keep everything in front of them so they're not going to let julio get more than an eight yard gain but I don't know if that's necessarily possible if you don't have your best cornerback covering them. 
What I'm thinking they're going to do is they're going to put their third corner on them, bring Chung over the top, and just every time he catches the ball, he's probably going to have 10 catches for like 90 yards. I think in a, in a perfect world, that's what New England wants to see. Now, yep. if it's 10 catches and they get 100 extra yards, they say 10 catches. Say it's a game like he does against Green Bay, right? That is the worst case scenario because I think yeah. in that situation, I think you got to limit the big plays, man. I mean, Atlanta leads the league in them. 120 big plays this year, which constitutes runs of 10 plus yards or passes of 20 plus. 120. That's insane. That's how that's they a- win their games. That's absolutely insane. Now, the other thing the Patriots have to account for, which I don't like without Jamie Collins and Chandler Jones, is they don't have much of a pass rush. Matt Ryan holds the ball for a while and actually waits for a while to his, for his receivers to get hit. Matt Ryan was sacked over 40 times this year. That's that's kind of a stifling number for uh, a team that's made it this far. And it's not necessarily because he's they're been off hit the line. far more, too. Right, yeah. And, and it's not necessarily because their offensive line is terrible. He holds onto the ball for a while because they have a lot, a lot of long developing routes. Kyle Shanahan related offenses actually do this from time to time. It's not really the end of the world, but. They also have two running backs that can catch the ball out of the backfield. I mean, they've said, and I think I said on a previous episode, that um, Tevin Coleman could essentially be their starting slot receiver if he wasn't a running back. Yep. Devontae Freeman, I mean, he's made, in, in the playoffs, he's, he's had two really long catches out of the backfield and that he's done, he's done a lot with. I mean, he's made guys miss in small areas. Devontae Freeman's in for a big payday. Uh, I don't like the fact that the Patriots, like I said earlier, don't have much of a pass rush. Pass rush. They're really going to miss Chandler Jones in this game because, again, Atlanta's line slightly above average, maybe hovering towards average. Alex Max, Alex Mack was a great pickup. I mean, how lucky is that guy to be out of Cleveland and going into Atlanta? Not only is this, are the cities just night and day, but I mean the organizations are night and day as well. I mean, Tom, Thomas Dimitrioff, great general manager. Arthur Blank, everybody loves him. Dan Quinn seems to be a extremely competent coach in the sort of uh, you know defensive minded guy that puts uh, doesn't even bother with the offense. He lets the smarter guy handle it. So my the reason I think Atlanta's going to win this game is is because of the two running backs. I think that if if Atlanta can get the ball in the hands of the running backs more often than not, they control the time of possession. A short pass is a run. Keeps Brady off the field, keeps Julian Edelman off the field, keeps Chris Hogan off the field, keeps Deion Lewis, most importantly, off the field, other than Tom Brady, obviously. Um, but I think that that is, is how they are going to win. I think that they are going to win, control time of possession, and I think they're going to wear down the defense, the Patriots' defense, which is not a ton of depth. Um, Jabal Sheard is underachieved this year. Uh, the Dante Hightower underachieved this year. I mean, really, the defense has been kind of garbage since Jamie Collins um, or before J.B. Collins left, and it's gotten a little better since he left. They are the highest-scoring defense, and uh, I do have a stat that's actually going to help you, which is six, seven times uh, a, a number one offense. This is the seventh time a number one offense has played a number one defense, or excuse me, number one scoring offense has played a number one scoring defense. Six of those seven, or uh, five of those six times, uh, the number one scoring defense has won the game. The only time is when the San Francisco 49ers beat the Denver Broncos, I believe, in Super Bowl 21, 55 to 10. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that this game is uh, going to go that way. Just kind of a little fun fact. So, what do you got for me for New England? How do you uh, how do you see this game going, and how do you see New England prevailing? I I see New England winning this one. And you mentioned too about the the line in Vegas. 
the six Super Bowls that Brady and Belichick have been in together, win or lose, the the margin of uh, point difference has been four or less. So they play nothing but close games. So that line with Atlanta being the underdog by three just seems absolutely perfect. It makes sense to me. Um, I've got the Patriots win this game. I just and it comes down to it: the experience of Brady and Belichick versus Matt Ryan and Dan Quinn on the opposing sideline. It just can't be beat. I mean, Brady Super Bowl experience alone. Brady six Super Bowls. The Falcons roster combined five. And we've seen it before in the Super Bowl. The first quarter, these teams tend to play tight. I don't think that'll happen with New England. I don't think Atlanta will be able to get off to the fast start that they're used to, where they're just, they did it to Green Bay, you know, getting up 14-0, 21-0 really quick. I think Atlanta's going to come out tight, and New England's going to take advantage of that. And then if, if New England's smart, I mean, Brady is the master schemer. He's going to come out with every defensive scheme he can think of. He's going to move guys around. You talk about the the New England corners lining up against certain wide receivers for Atlanta. I think it goes the opposite way. I think they shift them around. They move them. They're going to throw all these different schemes out there. They're going to try to confuse them. It's not going to be just a plain Jane scheme. You know, Belichick's going to come out with some just absolutely crazy stuff and just try to confuse Matt Ryan and that offense as much as they can. And especially if, like I said, if they come out tight early on, that could be to New England's benefit. And then other keys for New England. I've said it all season. How you beat a high-scoring, fast-paced offense is with a run game. I think they're going to use LeGarrette Blunt and Deion Lewis perfectly in this game. They're going to slow the pace down. They're going to they're going to slow it down to a snail's pace. They're going to keep Matt Ryan off the field. That's how you beat him. He can't chuck it all over the yard if he's over standing on the uh, sidelines looking at a play sheet. And then two, you got to look at their wide receivers for New England: Julian Edelman and Chris Hogan. That's just a dominant aerial attack. Those quick slant routes. I think Malcolm Mitchell, or yeah, Malcolm Mitchell, have a big game lined up against Jalen Collins for Atlanta. And like you said, the key for the New England uh, defense: keep everything in front of them. Don't give up those big plays. Don't get burnt deep. That's how you beat Atlanta. Double team Julio Jones. You know, put a linebacker in zone coverage on him in the short way. Put a corner on him in the middle, and then a safety over the top. But if you have to triple team him, I mean. Do not let Julio beat you. And like you said, I could see, you know, nine, ten catches for 90 yards, and New England would be perfectly fine with that. It's that over-the-top deep ball that you have to worry about. And another big key for New England, and they seem to do this against every team, winning on special teams. New England dominates the field of possession. Whether it's, you know, shutting, if you get uh, Atlanta to punt, just flipping over the field of possession, getting it to your advantage, I, I... I feel very confident about New England. Just the experience alone, Brady, Belichick, I, I feel really good about him in this game. It's hard to disagree with a lot of that because it is the New England Patriots and and they're not gonna be nervous, but No, not I do, at all. I do like the I do like the idea of a high powered offense going against a defense that hasn't really played anybody. I mean their biggest test was against Pittsburgh and they lost Le'Veon Bell right at the beginning of the game. Houston, I mean, I thought Houston was in control of that game, although it was an 18-point loss. Uh, I thought Houston was in control of that game for a lot of it because, I, I don't know, I feel like any other a competent quarterback on the Houston team, I think, beats New England. Um, and I, I think a lot of what... A lot of what worries me is if I'm new, if I'm a if I'm a Patriots fan is that they have not played an offense like that. The closest thing they come to playing an offense that you know can even remotely move the ball at a consistent basis that's in the playoffs was Seattle, and they got slapped by Seattle. Yeah. Uh, well, here's home. a little bit uh, 
a little bit, uh, something to put at ease, the Patriots fans, their mind. You're right. They haven't played against an offense like this. I mean, there's really no offense like this in the league. But they have played against a wide receiver similar to Julio Jones. And I'm talking about A.J. Green for Cincinnati. They played him in week six. I mean, A.J. Green and Julio Jones, very similar in build, strength, uh, you know, catching ability. They shut him down in that game. Malcolm Butler, five plays on Julio, one catch, four yards. Logan Ryan, 12 plays on Julio, two catches, 38 yards. Eric Rowe, 10 plays, one catch, nine yards. They're all going to take their turns on Julio. Plus, they'll have safety Devin McCourty helping out over the top. I, I just think Belichick is, he's a schemer, man. He's going to come up with the exact right scheme to shut down Julio. I mean, I shouldn't even say shut down, but limit. Because you can't shut down Julio Jones. He's going to get his catches and his yards. It's just, like I said, you can't let him beat you deep. No, I agree. Um, all right. Uh, what else do you want to say about this game? Um, well, what's nice, too, is there's a little familiarity between the coaches. I mean, Dan Quinn yeah. was with Seattle, coached the defense back in 2014 in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. So they, they've kind of got a feel for each other and their schemes. And I think uh, the Patriots, not only with the run game, but with uh, Deion Lewis out of the backfield. I mean, you, if you remember back to that game, they used running back Shane Vereen, your boy there with the Giants, very well. I mean, he had 11 catches on 12 targets. You know, will New England try to repeat the history with that? Just take advantage of him in the middle of the field. You know, try to move those linebackers around a little bit. And um, also, too, the Falcons' D is very susceptible against running backs. They're tied for the third highest targets given up in the league at 108, tied for the second most catches at 85, and tied or um, fourth in yards given up at 659. They lead the league in touchdowns given up to the running back at six, and a passer rating for their defense against running backs, 110.6, third, in the, third worst in the NFL. They're, they're very susceptible to it. And I, if I can find these numbers, I guarantee you Bill Belichick has them, and he knows that that's a weakness to exploit. Oh, absolutely. Um, all right. Uh, so, did you want to get into some of these prop bets? Maybe you oh. and I can uh, bet oh. on them. Oh, Do you absolutely. Have any? Do you have any in front of me? No, I could look them up. Or if you have no, 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 not a word. No, no worries. So, all right. all right. So, I have a couple here, um, and we're gonna bet on these. We're actually gonna bet on. I think so. You and I have the game. That's the big one. That's that's. Uh, so we're doing six. Oh, right. oh. Right. Before we're we get to the prop bets, real quick, at the end of the day. Who is under center for the New England Patriots? Who is under center when uh, the New England Patriots play the Giants twice? This is true, but Atlanta does not have the kind of pass rush that the Giants had in that game. I mean, we've seen it with Brady. If you make him uncomfortable, if you put him on his butt, he's not the same quarterback. But I'm sorry, the Falcons don't have that type of pass rush. I mean, Brady's played in six Super Bowls, 1,600 yards, 13 touchdowns, four interceptions, 66% completions. I mean, the guy's a gamer, man. When the when the lights are their brightest, Brady's at his best. Right. And the Giants are the only one who have had the kryptonite. And like I said, it's because of that pass rush. That's I'll, fair. That's I'll fair give point. your G-man all the credit in the world, man. I mean, you know, they, they had the Patriots number. But these aren't the New York football Giants. These are the Atlanta Falcons. I agree. Um, okay. So here's a couple of the first ones I have. Um, all right. So... We have to do either ors really, but I have some fun ones. So, uh, how many times will Trump be said on the TV broadcast? <laughs> over under is one and a half times, right? Do you want to take yeah. the over or the under? Oh man, I'm going over. Okay, I'll take the under. 
Okay. All right. <laughs> these are great, by the way. I, yeah. I Every year, man, I love when these prop bets come out. I, I really need to put some money down on these. These are hilarious. So, um, all right. Lady Gaga's first song. We're not going to bet on this one, but this is just another mm-hmm. fun one. Born This Way, which is one of my favorite songs of all time. I, Good song. I, I'll give Gaga I, credit, I, man. She's super talented. It's oh, not, yeah. I love I'll, me I'll Gaga. When I'm, when I'm riding in the car with the lady... I'll, uh, you know, if that comes on, I'll groove to it. I'll sing along. I don't know all the sure. lyrics, but I'll give it my best. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so it's the best odds is Born This Way at nine to four. Then Bad Romance five to two. Edge of Glory six to one. Poker Face ten to one. Just Dance ten to one. And any other song is eleven to ten. Oh. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, I thought, um. Oh, what was the song that they were going to say? Uh, I got to, uh, you know what? I would love to find the guy who's such a degenerate gambler who puts like $10,000 down on Born This Way. Like, I, I need to meet that guy. I like, I would love to just interview that guy and just see what his everyday life is like. Like, does he have a family? Does he have kids? You know, how do you explain the wife that you just like took a second mortgage out in the house so you can bet on Lady Gaga's Born This Way? Yeah. Um, no, it'd be nice. Okay. LeGarrette Blunt will score a first half touchdown. Yes or no? Mmm. I, well, I think New England's going to try to pound the rock. Dude, it's so hard, though, with, with New England and picking running backs on what they're going to do. Because Belichick just, he's all over the place at times with it. I, God, if they're really pounding it. I'm going to say no. Okay. I'll take the other one. I'll take yes. Okay. Um... Will Matt Ryan throw a first pass or, or a touchdown pass in the first quarter? And uh, mind you, the Falcons have scored a touchdown in their opening drive in eight straight games. So the yes is 120. The no is uh, minus 140. Mm. Yeah, see, it's... Oh, God. I, how are you feeling? I feel it's got to be yes. I feel I'm like saying, you can say no uh, to that. See, I'm saying yes, too. Yeah, we, um, yeah so that's, that's a push on that one. Yeah, we're not going to take that one. The odds are just too tremendous to say no on that one. Because they are, I mean, they they typically get off to a hot start. I don't think they will in this game, but I think at the very least, you know, they'll get at least a touchdown in the first half. Yep. Uh, Julio Jones' longest reception. Um, Over under is 25 and a half. Oh. Mm, Man, he's got to have at least one, I think. I'd have to say, I'd have to go over. Okay, I'll take under. Okay. Um. Alright, so that's uh, one, two, three so far. So four including um, Bill. Uh, hold on, I'm writing this down. Atlanta plus three. Tony. Uh, New England. So that's four. And What's it will, the line? Well, you, sorry, you said the line is three? Yeah. So I have Atlanta and the points. You have New England. Okay. All right. Well, that's four bets, so we need a tiebreaker. Um, no, what is... we're we're gonna do seven. We're gonna do seven. Oh, just, oh just okay. to make it a best of seven series. All right. Yeah, so, um, total receptions by Muhammad Sanu. Um, over under is four. Ooh, Muhammad Sanu. He's been really good lately. Uh, I think New England will be up in the fourth quarter, so I think they'll go. You know, two minute no huddle offense, so we'll get some garbage. Uh, I'm gonna you, over. you and I are gonna move that line though, okay? We're gonna move it to three and a half because the four it could make it a push if he has four on the dot. So yeah. you want to do just three and a half, okay? You're fine with doing the over on three oh, and a yeah. half. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay, I'll take that. So you're um, taking the under? Yep, I'll take the under. That's five. Um, distance of Matt Ryan's first touch, or excuse me, Matt Ryan's first touchdown pass over under 13 and a half. Oh, yeah, I think you got to take the over on that one. Um, okay. I'll take the under. That's his first touchdown pass, mind you. Yes. Uh, hold on, I'm writing it down. So, do you do you are you looking up any that you wanna that you wanna talk about? Oh no, I'm just going with what you got. Oh this, no, that's this fine. Is good stuff so far. Over under thirteen half. It's the lady. Uh, Sorry, she snuck into the kitchen. I'm all by myself at here, so this is actually a good time. So you're taking the over on that, right, Tony? Over, um, Bill. Under. Ryan, okay. Yep. Yep. First TD pass. Okay, so that's one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, I think that's seven. Um, all right. So one. So we have a, the the actual game. That's gonna be that's gonna be the last one. Um, so that's uh the actual game. Times Trump is mentioned on the broadcast. One and a half. You're taking the over. So two or more. I'm taking one or zero. Blunt first half touchdown. I'm saying yes. You say no. Uh, Julio longest catch. You're taking twenty five point five yards. You're taking the over. I'm taking the under. Um, Sanu total catches three and a half. I'm taking the under, you're taking the over, and I'm taking the under on the distance of Matt Ryan's first touchdown pass is 13 and a half. So we have one, two, make sure I'm counting it, three, four, five, six. We have one more. So let me find one more for us. You want to just do the, uh, you want to do the coin toss, heads or tails? Oh, no. That's, okay, okay, that's, that's fine. such luck. No. That's well, something better than that. Okay. What? We well, receiving over under as far. Do you as want points. to do the receiving yards? Of, yeah. Oh, you want it? Well, I think we. What do you have? Do you have the under on total points or the over? What's the total points? Fifty nine. Oof. I'd go under. Oh, perfect! I'm t- I'll take the over total points. All right, that's it. Fifty. We'll we'll do fifty eight and a half for us. Okay, is that all right? Yeah, that's fine with me. Okay. Uh, Tony is over. Um, you're under, right? You said, sorry. Yes. Okay. You're under, so I'm over. Okay. All right. Perfect. Sounds good. All right. Now, what's so, the wager? What are we, what are we betting? Money? That's... Push-ups? Squats? What do you want? Uh, well, let's do push-ups. Let's just do push-ups. We'll right. do, uh, 100 redeemable at any time. So, 100 here. And you can split them up any way you want. Oh, yeah. You can make me do them and, you know, when you and I go to church, we don't go to church. Um, yeah. And this doesn't knock off your 20 you still owe me, by the way. That's that's separate. Absolutely. So, if I could owe you 120. Or, if, if I win, you only have to do 80. I'll donate the 20 back. Alright, I'm cool with that. Okay, that's good. Okay, so. Alright. Um, just to remind everybody, you are listening to Under the Hoodies. That's Tony DeNicola. I am Bill Kegel. We are at Under the Hoodies on Twitter at Bill Kegel, Bill K. Eagle, for you people that need it phonetically spelled, K-E-A-G-L-E. Tony DeNicola is at Tony Qth44. Also, we have a Facebook page. Just look up, just look for Under the Hoodies. We're on there. We have SoundCloud coming, hopefully next week, uh, but definitely in the near future. You can also find us on iTunes under the Backsports page banner. Uh, just look for us under there. You can, if you just, if you have iTunes, you go into the search, just type in Under the Hoodies, You'll find us. Um, you can also look, listen to us on Blog Talk Radio. You can listen to us on BackSportsPage.com. And 
just as a quick overview of the show, we're just two douchebags that like talking about sports and decide to record it. So, Tony. Yeah. I got a real Byron Allen intro here. We went to Syracuse Saturday. How was that? Oh, my God. Yeah, you and a couple of the other Buffalo boys came out for the game. And what a, oh, my God. You picked it was a great game. game, too. Yeah, it yeah. was a great game. Yep, the big um, upset of Florida State, number six in the country. Yeah, great for uh, great for Syracuse's uh, tournament chances. That was exciting. Yeah, there's still slim playoff hopes, but, hey, you never know. We got in last year, and look at the run we had. Yeah, Final Four run last year. So, But, no, the game aside, the game wasn't exactly the highlight. The highlight was my <laughs> co-host. Uh, he lost a bet. Now he bet to our buddy. He bet our buddy Nate. He gave him what twenty and a half. I, points? I gave Nate twenty and a half points. I took the, uh, New England. He took the underdog Houston in the uh, divisional round. And the crazy thing is, you just missed because it yeah. was obviously eighteen, like we talked about, and like everybody yep. saw. So Tony had to wear a sign. I also bought Tony uh, Tony a lucha. Is am I saying it right? A lucha mask. Uh, yeah, or a luchador mask. Yeah, luchador mask from uh, Mexico. It's technically, a lucha mask, and the person who wears it is considered a luchador or luchadora if it's a female. Thank you. Right. Um, Just trying to educate, man. Thanks. I've, I you've given me a lot to think about. So, Tony wore the luchador mask, or he was a luchador. Um, yes. And I, you know, this is going to be a stupid joke, but a lucha douche. If you're uh, a religious <laughs> guy on uh, Syracuse university campus trying to preach the good word when tony comes up with a sign that says uh anal is god's blind spot and you're screaming at him with a uh, megaphone so um i am going to hell if anybody's seen defending your life it's gonna take tony a long time justifying that behavior but uh, hey a bet's a bet man i'm glad Listen, this is why... Yeah. That wasn't the only sign I had, by the way. There were others, even though Nate doesn't have the best handwriting in the world and doesn't understand spacing. Not even close, dude. He had still had three letters to go. He was on the edge of the paper and just, just scribbled at yeah. the very end. I was like, what does that say? Yeah, making it microscopic, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um... I did enjoy some of them, though. Hashtag Tebow. Hashtag Saturdays are for the boys. Hashtag Austin316. You know what, though? I will give you all the credit in the world because a lot of people look at that and be like, wow, that's a guy I can't trust. I look at it. I'm a glass half full guy. I looked at it like that's a guy that honors his bets. That's yep. a guy who's always going to be on time. And if you need Tony for anything, he'll be there. Absolutely. He might be wearing a sign that says anal is God's, God's blind spot. That's okay. Oh, uh, man. It's I'm so saying, bad, too, because there's so many like uh, like frat boys like that loved it. And then, you know, there'd be a group of them, and then right behind them is, like, a family and their little kids. And I'm just like, oh, boy, here we go. I'm just corrupting Syracuse's youth. Yeah, yeah, you definitely were. But I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. I was very uncomfortable at times, but that's okay. It's always good to get yourself in a situation where you're a little uncomfortable. It actually makes you a little stronger, adds a little grit. It's always good. Get yourself yeah. in some uncomfortable situations. You grow from it. Not a big deal. So, uh, like I said, man, I... I appreciated the fact that you you followed through on the bet, um, and uh, and uh, you're welcome for the luchador match. That started out at 900 pesos. Old Billy whittled it down to about 300 pesos, so I uh, got it for a good deal. I looked all over that city for a Cowboys one because I saw a Bengals one of all teams, and I think I saw a Chargers one. Not, I couldn't even I couldn't find a Cowboys one. I couldn't find a Bills one, which I wasn't expecting to, but they had a lot of Bills 
Oh, great. Tony's putting it on right now. They I'm, have a lot I'm of looking at it. But yeah, they, it's a sick mask. It's literally designed exactly how uh, Rey Mysterio's masks are. With like the eagle on the side and the cross on the forehead. It's a great looking mask, though. It's, well, I got it because it was the one that looked the most like an Italian flag. And old uh, Nicola over here loves his heritage. Loves his fiance's heritage, too. I got to give you credit, yeah. man. You're really embracing the Irish side of uh, what's, what's going to be your uh, holy union over there. So... Yeah. Uh, they say you, Italians and Irish do make good bedfellows. So, and dude, I, I mean, how can you not love it? The Irish have fun, man. Like the Italians, we like to eat. The Irish love to, you know, drink and have fun. I'll quote the great Josh Gardner, who said, uh, "Irish value good times over family." Yeah, it's very That's, true. Uh, yeah. Um, but we can go back to the the religious douche. I've talked about it before. Anybody who knows me personally, I don't care what you believe in. I don't. You can practice whatever religion you want. Gay, straight, you know, transsexual. I don't care. Live your own life. That's cool. Where I have a problem with it is when you push your beliefs on me. That's why this guy, I mean, this religious douchebag at every SU game, he's out there before the game, basically having signs. It's, you know, saying, you know, you're going to die for your sins. You'll burn in eternal hell. And he's screaming at children. Now, granted, what I did with, you know, anal is God's blind spot, maybe isn't the the best, you know, maybe it's very hard on the opposite end of the spectrum to go against him, but I just, I, I want to just point out the hypocrisy of this guy, like, you know, and I even said it to him, and I screamed on the megaphone, like, hey, buddy, how would you feel if I dressed up in an SU jersey, came to your church on Sunday, and started chanting defense? Like, don't come into my area and preach on me, and I won't come into yours. Hey, that guy had it coming. So, really um, and I think that'd be a great prank if we if we had a camera and we went to hit if we literally went to his church and I'm done in like SU gear and like I paint my face and I'm just chanting defense and uh, I'm I'm in the back of the church trying to start the wave like, which is very 1980s, but you know Syracuse is just stuck in their ways with it. I wish the wave would just die completely, but that's another story. Yeah, wish it. Would, uh, yeah, I definitely wish it would wave goodbye to the wave. So yes. That being said, any other highlights from the weekend you want to talk about? Um, thanks for oh, the yeah. upgrade. The, it's like a limitless pill, man. It's great. Yeah, for those who have never tried it, I mean, it's big in the Syracuse area. You can get a well-rounded fitness. Freeman Formulas upgrade. You you think coffee does the trick? You think uh, 5-Hour Energy does the trick? You know, maybe you're into some uh, harder stuff, a little snort of the booger sugar. None of that compares to upgrade. One shot of this stuff, and you'll be running. Just like in tip-top shape, like an engine for 12 hours. This stuff is amazing. And but I dude, can I give oh. you a first-hand testimonial to the upgrade, by the way. So over the last, uh, you know, handful of days, you know, we started it about a week ago. And then over the last handful of days, my father-in-law and I have been building Under the Hoodie Studios. Um, which I uh, which I jest, but it's actually going to be an office. And then there were it's all in our attic, all right? And I'm going to post the pictures on Twitter. You guys will be able to see the process, what it started to what, what it is, and then what's it's go, what it's going to be, hopefully, in the next uh, week, week and a half or so. And uh, so I've been really beaten down between work. I have a toddler um, and, and building, this, uh, building this attic, which has been going on nonstop for the last, like, five days. Tomorrow's going to make six. And then by Sunday, it's, I think we're going to be up to uh, 10. I can't count well. But anyway, just just plowing through it. We're like, my, my father-in-law is just, he's running me into the ground, which is good because got to get this thing done. It's really important that we get this thing done. 
So again, I'll post pictures on Twitter on uh, at under the hoodie. So upgrade took it, been taking it every morning, and I'm telling you, it's kept me sharp. It's kept me focused. I'm not yawning. You know, it, it's it's been great. Um, it's somehow 9:30. I'm going on being awake for 18 hours, and I feel good. I really do. I feel I have a, I have a lot of energy. I might die after this episode, but that's okay. This will be an immemorial episode, and it'll most likely be our best if that happens. So ratings um, will go up. Yeah, it's good news for Tony. So that being said, upgrade free plug. Pass. Um. So anyway, uh, what else did you want to talk about? Well, we we can get into the game itself a little bit when we got in, and uh, I, it was great seeing you guys. I mean, I had I had my co-host Bill. I had my former co-workers, Bill's current co-workers, Nate and uh, Ben. Hey, bud. But, um, yeah, dude, I, I, I've i coined it. I, I consider us the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And much like the four horsemen in wrestling, we all do our little jobs. We do them perfectly. Like, uh, Nate and Ben are the tag team champs. You know, they're, they're, they're their little gay bromance, gay date together. You are my Arn Anderson. You're my double A. You're my enforcer. And of course, that makes me the Nietzsche boy. Woo! Ric Flair, the champ, the one cutting the promos, the one on the mic. But dude, I had a blast with you guys. And what were we, three minutes into the game and Nate spilled his uh, his beer, his dome foam all over a child sitting in front of him? He spilled about $3 of beer on that poor girl. She was oh like 10 God. years old, the poor thing. Um, yes, and then what were you guys yelled at well, about? And just before that, like uh, a couple minutes before that, the father turned around. I was like, "Hey, you know, I got I got a little kid with me. Can you guys maybe maybe chill with dropping the f bombs and the cursing." And you know, Nate and I looked at the guy. We're like, "Yo, man, we're gonna be honest. We'll try our best, but uh, it, they're gonna come out." And the guy was really cool about it. He's like, oh, "Yeah, it is an SU game. I'll probably drop a few myself." And then he ended up moving his daughter like the row in front of him, so she was further away from our debauchery. And then what were you guys yelled at about looking at on oh. your phones? Oh, uh, yeah. So, um, oh, God. Uh, yeah, so people who don't know, uh, Mia Khalifa, the uh, the former porn star, is a huge, huge Florida State fan. So I told Nate, I was like, hey, you know, why don't you why don't you get on Twitter and tweet at Mia Khalifa and, you know, maybe we can get some, uh, get some exposure from it. So he starts tweeting at her, and I'm looking up her, you know, her profile. And of course, you know, I'm looking at photos of her with basically scantily clad in a bikini, half naked on Twitter. This is a perfect time for the lady to walk in and judge me with her eyes. But um, so yeah, we're looking at pictures of a half naked Mia Khalifa on our phones, and of course, you know, I feel a tap on my shoulder, and it's a father behind us with his little kids. And he goes, "Hey, man, you know, you guys maybe chill with looking at the naked photos on your phones. I got a kid back here." So yeah, we do. We are just. We should not be allowed out in public together. We are just a nightmare. Um, I liked it. I uh, thought it was. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was funny. I mean, I you know, having a kid, I'm gonna be that dad yelling at uh, a bunch of a holes behind me to uh, stop swearing and uh, yelling at the a holes in front of me to uh, stop looking at pictures of Mia Khalifa. But instead, I might just yeah. cover her eyes and uh, throw an eyeball over your guys' shoulder and take a peek at that. Uh, but that, in all that, fairness, that I mean, hand of God goddess that was created by. Uh, the, oh God, uh, she's uh, she's lovely. Um, nothing. She's one be, of my favorites. Her you know, and uh, Sasha Gray are right up there. My God, I don't ladies. know either. I don't know either of those names. If you if you want to see a woman who just does deplorable naughty acts, then Sasha Gray is your woman. 
Upgrade and Sasha Gray better pay us for this episode. That's all I really got to say. Good Lord. Um, free plugs going out. Free plugs. All 10,000 of our listeners I are going to love tweeting, that. I am tweeting at Sasha Gray the second we get done with this. Hey, and by the way, uh, we brought up the listener base. So listener base is growing. So I got to say a uh, big shout out to all of the people that actually listen to this. Um, yeah. Tony and I are shocked and humbled every time we... Uh, we get a uh, tweet saying, hey, good job, or we get a DM saying, oh, I like to show you guys are funny. Um, I don't agree, but, uh, you know, good looking out. Appreciate it. And uh, My hey. absolute favorite comment I get from people is, I love your theme song, Here Comes the Hot Stepper, because if we go behind the curtain a little bit, Bill was so, so opposed to me using that theme song. Absolutely hated it. Then the first episode, I snuck it in. Still hated it, and we got a ton of positive response on it. So the theme song is going nowhere. My very, and no offense to Tony or anybody else, but my very best friend on the planet, who you actually met for the first time this weekend, Sean, uh, he was the first one. He was like, "Yo, I liked your theme song a lot." I'm like, "I hate that theme song," but so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna complain. Everybody else likes it, so it doesn't matter what I like; it's what the audience wants. So. That being said, you interrupted a perfectly. I had a very thought-provoking, <laughs> intelligent thought out. So, I, I was going to say. That's why I interrupted it. You interrupt me all the time, and I just don't get it. So basically, the reason I didn't like the theme song is I'm not a fan of nostalgia. Tony and I had a small argument earlier that was uh, stymied by uh, one of these pesky people that we call customers in the business. And um, ACDC, this Thunderstruck, I, I can't, I don't. I don't like this crap. Thunderstruck! I, I didn't... We have Brian Johnson on the show today, everybody. Um, yeah! <laughs> I, I just don't... I just don't like the song. I don't like... I don't like the way my past makes me feel. Good or bad, I just can't handle it. So I'm not a big fan of nostalgia. Um, I, I have almost no imagination. So... I like living on. I like living in reality. I don't have. I don't have a rearview mirror, Tony. I ripped the rearview mirror right out of my car because I am only looking forward. So I don't like. Well, listening we know to old you stuff. don't have a rearview mirror because you did back into that uh, customer's hoop one time. That was hanging over the road, and uh, if you ask me, I think that the town of Amherst should be paying me for the uh, for the anxiety it caused uh, on the drive back. I did not. You know who paid for it was your safety bonus. That's who paid for it. Why are we talking about that place right now? This is this is not. You know, this is to help people get a. This is an escape for not only you and I, but for everybody that we don't want to talk about work right now. That was in the past. Because unlike you, I have a branch where my boss is a certified G and a bona fide stud. Yeah, uh, your former boss brought up the fact that you do like your new boss more than you like him. So, um, he's a wrestling fan. How can I not like him? No, I get it. I get it. That's, that's fine. I also am not a fan of people that I have stuff in common with either. My wife and I are completely different. You and I are different. That's why I like both of you. So I don't like people. That's how much I don't like stuff that I like. Your wife does have a a nicer dead ass. Oh my God. This poor girl. I swear to God. She's such a lovely lady. You know, a little rough around the edges. Very lovely. You know, but a rough around the edges is what I need to get my, to get, okay, without getting too specific, but it's a good thing I married somebody that's so rigid and so sort of hard on herself and me, because it really has focused me. I wouldn't be doing this podcast if it wasn't for that girl. So, uh, I realize how much 
better looking she is than me, that's fine. I should be dating somebody better looking than me. Although she, if she does catch, if she paid attention, I think she'd figure that out. And old Bill would be living in a one bedroom efficiency alone, eating uh, not even top ramen, to be eating middle ramen. That's how poor and broke I'd be. Hey, hey, man, I've I've said it to you a million times. If if our relationships ever fail, you get divorced, and you know, you know, the lady finally gets sick of me. I'm all in on the gay marriage. The uh, you know, the two bedroom apartment with you and me, and we just buy every sports package there is. We, I'm we, pit, I'm pitching, by the way, but that's beside the point. Okay, you're, yeah, I'm glad you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be pitching or whatever. So, yes. Anyway, let's move on to something uh, something a little different. Um, okay. Our entertainment picks. I think you and I are gonna have the same, same entertainment pick this week, and it's I gonna think be. We are. I think everybody get on Netflix. Actually, turn the show off. Get on Netflix and watch the funniest human being to ever walk the earth, Bill Burr, and his new stand-up special, which came out today. Everyone, just watch it. He's the funniest dude on the planet. Whether yeah, you like him or far. don't. Yeah. It, you all have to agree with everything he says. Like, my, my lady does not agree with his views on the wage gap or feminism at all. But I took her to a live show in Syracuse. And, she, you know, she couldn't help but laugh. The guy is just, he's so quick. And his views on just everyday, normal, mundane life are amazing. It's. It's not only the – it's just somebody at the top of their game. It's just it's yep. just greatness. It's like watching LeBron that second year on the Heat. It's like watching, you know, Tom Brady in 07. It's like watching, you know, just, just somebody at the top of their craft. It's like go watch go watch the movie The Master with Philip Seymour Hoffman if you want to see great acting. If you want to see great stand-up comedian at its highest, watch this Bill Burr special. Watch any Bill Burr special, but especially this one. I mean – you you just you can't do better than that guy. It it if you do, it's extremely tough. So that being said, that's our entertainment picks. Tony, I also oh, need that's to get a... yours. I'll throw one more. Out oh, there, you man. have another one. We don't have the same I one. Do. Interesting. Okay. Well, yeah. I I agree with all that. I mean, I love me some Bill Burr. You know, we both know that firsthand. But um, I'll throw a second one out there. This Thursday, another ESPN thirty for thirty nine o'clock Thursday night. This was the XFL. I am so pumped for this documentary. As bad as the XFL was at times, the innovations that it brought into the league that are still in use today are amazing. Like, a lot of people don't know that um, that little aerial camera that comes down on the cables on Sunday Night Football and Monday Night Football, that was actually created by Vince McMahon and Dick Ebersol for the XFL. I think the XFL is the reason that the uh, NFL is on NBC now. Uh, I'm yeah. sure they'll explore that more. We don't want to talk too much about the XFL because you and I are going to dedicate at least 20 minutes to that documentary, maybe next week or the week after, whenever we both see it. I plan on watching it hopefully this weekend. Hopefully this weekend. Um, I'm trying to the- watch it Thursday night when it's on. I'm, I've am been so excited for this thing since they announced it about six months ago. I'll be putting up insulation and baffled, so who the hell knows what I'll be doing. But hopefully Saturday night after the baby. And I say the baby, she's like a freaking toddler, she's like 20 months old. And the wife go to bed, uh, that's when I'll probably watch it. So, uh, yeah, we're both going to make an effort to watch it, and we're going to talk about it probably on next week's show or maybe the week after, like I said. We'll we'll have a full breakdown. Another one I want to do a full breakdown on, this is going to be tough for you, but it's the OJ Made to America. That's up for uh, Best Documentary at the Oscars, should be up for Best Picture. Seven hours, 47 minutes, I believe. Woo! Yeah, that'll take me some time. Oh that's yeah, the, you, that's yeah. the ESPN one, right? Yeah, you gotta watch. You gotta chunk it because it's it's yeah. it's a lot of information. But I'm telling you, I've heard uh, it's great. I, I it's 
And I am really kind of lukewarm on the whole OJ situation. Like I was 10 years old when it happened. Uh, very ironically, the Bronco chase happened on my wife's birthday. So, um, oh, I remember it clear as day because growing up, I was a huge, huge New York Knicks fan, and they were in the finals. I think it was '94 against Houston. Yeah, against the Rockets. And they, they, yeah. yeah, they cut into coverage of the game for the Bronco chase. I was losing yeah. my mind because I was so engorged. And, you know, Patrick Ewing and Charles Oakley and John Starks. Like, I love that team to death. And Akeem Olajuwon and uh, Clyde Drexler. Yeah, uh, or no, I don't think Clyde Drexler was on the team yet. They had that was a Sam team Stel, Robert us, Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um. Yeah, that being said, uh, well, at some point we're going to do an episode on that. I mean, end of the football season, this show is going to get a little weird, but we're going to yeah. try to keep it fun. We're going to try to keep it entertaining, and uh, we'll talk a little NBA. We'll talk a little – maybe we'll talk a little hockey. Uh, we're going to let Tony talk wrestling. I'm, we're going to talk sports movies. We're going to talk about whatever. Um, basically, if you follow us on Twitter and you want to drive the boat, you tell us what you want to hear, and we'll talk about it for yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I have I had the idea, and I told you about WrestleMania in, uh, early April. I'd love it if we both watch it and you get my view as a diehard wrestling fan and we get your view as just, uh, you know, a disconnected fan. Just like what you truly think about it. Like, I, bar none, if you watch it and just, you know, take all biases out of it, hands down. You can talk about the Super Bowl all you want. Hands down, nobody beats the production value of the WWE, especially at WrestleMania. Their lighting, their their pyro, their sets are just something to behold. It's magnificent. I will do a whole write up on the on WrestleMania if if uh if I can't watch I can watch it delayed after the fact if I can't watch it live correct. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, perfect. If uh, I have the WWE Network and it's a marathon, it's like a four. Or I think WrestleMania is not like a five hour show. It's nuts. Okay, perfect. I will watch it. I'll take notes and I will I'll report back on the show what we uh what we see. So yeah. Anyway, Tony, you got anything else for this episode, or we want to put a nice uh nice fat bow on it? Uh, no, I'm pretty good. I, uh, one, one final thing though. Um, what do you think will be the, um, the final score in the Super Bowl? Oh, I was going to ask you the specific. same thing. I have 31, 27 Atlanta. Oh, you think it's that high? Oh yeah. Oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go 28, 24 New England. 28, 24 New England. 28, 24. Oh, you know what I realized? My What's thing that? does not hit the over like I predicted. So, oh, um, of course, I'm, I'm right at 58. So let's go 34, 28, Atlanta. How about that? All right. 34, 28, Atlanta. You have 28, 24. Perfect. So we at least have, uh, we both have New England score in 28. Oh, yeah. Good call. Yeah. So, all right. Just to let everybody know that you are listening to Under the Hoodies, uh, I am Bill Keagle, Bill K. Eagle on Twitter. That's Tony DeNicola at TonyQs44. Find us on Facebook at or uh, whatever, Under the Hoodies page. Under Sorry. the Hoodies podcast on Facebook. Oh, my bad. Okay. Because there is an Under the Hoodies. I don't know what it is. It's some business. It doesn't have anything on there. But we are at Under the Hoodies podcast. Under the Hoodies podcast. Also, BacksportsPage.com. You can find us on there. You'll be finding us on SoundCloud soon. And you can also find us on Blog Talk Radio episodes uh come hopefully every wednesday morning if there's any change to that um we will uh let you know either the episode before or we will post it on twitter when the next episode is coming out but just anticipate them going for anticipate them going forward every wednesday morning so yeah oh and a quick shout out to everybody that hits up us on uh, twitter i appreciate everyone's feedback the dms everything so people are aware there are three accounts like bill said 
there is an auto DM set up for new followers. So if you get the same stupid spiel with the link to the show, I apologize for that. But if we follow the same person, it just pops up automatically. But, you know, people have seen I'm the first guy to apologize for it. And I'll talk to you directly on there. I, you know, 99% of the time you're talking to me. But, you know, Bill will hop on there once in a while. And anything important that I feel Bill needs to see, I bring it to his attention. But like I said, Matt, we're always here. I'm always on there. You know, whatever feedback you guys have, positive, negative, I want to hear it. I will engage with you. I, I appreciate everything you guys have given us. Yep, same. And um, Tony does do a lot of the social media stuff. Um, uh, so, yeah, if you have any questions, definitely hit us up on there. I will answer as best I can. But Tony is most likely going to quarterback the whole thing. So, if you don't have anything else, that is Tony DeNicola. I'm Bill Kegel. Again, oh, and under the hoodie. what a rush. Excuse me, Mr. Mm-hmm. Officer. Have a good night.